Yo, 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 y'all already know who in the building, man. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and all that good stuff in the meantime and in between time. But you know what I'm here for. It is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood. Still got energy, but I'm a little bit upset, man, because these past games was kind of wild, man. It was a rough week for all of my supporting teams that I support here on this podcast. We all looked a little down over the weekend, but before I get into that, I want to talk about Terrell Suggs. He signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think that's a good pickup for them. Some pass rush help, help out Frank Clark, somebody with some experience, knows the Ravens well. They know they're going to have to play them Ravens again. Somebody who was in that camp and just knows how they think, you know, beat Brady. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that can help out in that locker room and help Kansas City get a bump in uh, where they need. I definitely think it's a good pickup. Obviously, I told you I think my Titans needed him too, but I would have took Janoris Jenkins more. And he ended up signing with New Orleans, which I think was a big pickup because I think they kind of blew that pick on Eli Apple, hoping that, you know, there's a change of center from New York with uh, fixing. But he's still not looking too well. He's still looking like a, you know, a a rather poor corner. I ain't going to call him a bust yet because he's still so young, full of talent. But I definitely feel like they know that they they definitely needed somebody else in there because he's definitely a prime target in the passing game when uh, they line up. Definitely. So. Those are just two quick updates. I know that I'm not going to really get into the Patriots scandal thing. You already know I'm, I'm going to leave that where it's at. Uh, Josh Gordon getting suspended, that truly – that hurts the Seahawks. It hurts me to see that he he was he went so long without it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's probably could be why the Patriots had let him go early because they kind of knew they seen him slipping or maybe they had a conversation about it pre, you know what I'm saying, before he got cut. But um, I definitely think the Seahawks take a big blow. He definitely was making some big plays for him. He didn't. He was still learning offense, but he was definitely a weapon on third down for him. Uh, for the short time he was there, he's definitely gonna be missed. Uh, prayer out to Josh Gordon, man. Hope he gets well. The man uh, is definitely fighting demons, so I'm, I'm definitely hoping for a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he can get one more swing at the league. If you know his time isn't up, but you know, never wishing no bad on nobody at all in a, a time like this. We had uh, last week's game. We had the final Thursday game of the year last Thursday. And uh, why not give us the Ravens to go ahead and put on a little fireworks show? Lamar Jackson went out there, threw a five touchdowns. It was 42 to 21. Ravens ran away with it from start to finish. They finished off the Thursday nights well. Guess we got to see a little scoring. I ain't going to say it was a good game, but it was still a fun game to watch because right now Lamar Jackson is the hot ticket. And like I said, he took the he took he took my boy Russ's MVP trophy this year. Russ, only way you're gonna be able to recoup that is to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not sure if that's 100 percent possible. Not impossible, but not sure if it's possible. Possible, but uh, nevertheless, the Ravens look primed to make a playoff run. They're clicking on all cylinders: offense, defense, special teams. Man, they were they were forced to be reckoned with in the AFC. And they're they're definitely must-watch TV. They definitely must-watch. Sunday games, Seahawks uh, beat the Panthers 30-24. to Broncos got pummeled by the Chiefs 23-3. Man, uh, I thought Drew Locke would have been able to throw a little bit better in the snow, but maybe he was being a rookie and being in the snow. He he wasn't ready for that going up against Patrick Mahomes because he definitely made it look like the snow wasn't a problem at all flinging that ball around the yard. But we know Patrick Mahomes is definitely a a hidden talent that uh, nobody was expecting to take over the league in the way he has. The Buccaneers 
beat the Lions at 38 to 17, and the Buccaneers are quietly 7 to 7. And I'm thinking if they can finish 9 and 7, I really think Jameis Winston's going to stay in Tampa. And Bruce Arians is going to be like, okay, another year with me now, better defense, better players around because he's going to get to put his touch on it after this season. But I think he has to win these last two games, though. If not, you know, we'll be that'll be offseason talk. We'll be able to talk about where will Mariota and Jameis Winston be la- landing in 2020 or 2021 season when it is upon us. But that's for the future. But I know the Bucks are seven and seven right now, and they're in a prime spot to try to see what they want to do with their quarterback. Patriots beat the Bengals 34-13. It was interesting in the beginning. I think the Bengals scored like the first 10 points. So, you know. It's always fun to watch the Patriots sweat a little bit, but they came back and handled the Bengals uh, rather easily for a nice breeze win to just stay atop of the AFC East. Dolphins and Giants. Giants beat the Dolphins 36-20. to I kind of thought the Dolphins would win that game, but uh, they fed Saquon Barkley. So, you know, if you're going to feed Saquon, that'll happen. I guess they were just trying to make sure he was fully healthy because at the end of the day, this was a – not a pointless season, but a season where there wasn't going to be any winnings of overworking him and letting him just get all these yards rushing and receiving for nothing to show for. So I kind of can see why you dial it back. You might as well say, but he's got a young career, young quarterback, young team. Might as well wait it out and keep your franchise player as healthy as possible uh, for when it's really time you're going to need him to win those championships in the future, if that's in the Giants' future. Uh, the Eagles beat the Redskins 37-27. Uh, Redskins came out firing Dwayne Haskins. I'm trying to tell y'all, get somebody. Y'all know y'all. I know y'all seen Urban Meyer at the game too. For all y'all who know what's going on, I know y'all seen Urban at the game. But you seen Haskins? I think he completed like his first what nine, ten passes. I don't remember. But they had the Eagles on the ropes. They had the Eagles on the ropes. But uh, the Redskins aren't really a good team, and uh, the Eagles are a very good coach team. And they fought hard and they fought back. And Carson Wentz is. He's been looking really good in the second half of this season, and especially in the second half of games. He's been really uh, stepping his game up and um, taking it to another level, making plays and uh, leading his team, especially with no wide receivers out there. With a rookie, a rookie receiver, I'm not even sure how long Ward's been in the league. I know he's the, the receiver turned quarterback turned receiver from Houston, but I'm not sure if he's a rookie now or if he came out last year. But he's out there with whoever, and they're making plays. But, I mean, they got two really good tight ends. And uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, so it kind of keeps the balance. The run game isn't horrible. They're trying to run the ball. Little Miles Sanders is uh, really showing, showing, showing some promise. I think when they get Jordan Howard back, their combination will be better now. Would you help them in the long run? Because they got a big game this weekend, talking tomorrow. Or is it tomorrow or they play on Sunday? But, yeah, they got a big one with the Cowboys that's going to basically line up the division, and they're going to need their players playing and clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Bears lost to the Packers down in uh, Green Bay, 13-21. The Packers, you know, they're just winning games. You know, like Aaron Rodgers said, they might be ugly, but, hey, they're winning, man. You know, if they were losing games, they were losing all these close games, we would have a problem. But at the end of the day, they are winning the games. It's kind of scary because it's like, hey, when you play against one of these good teams, which we've seen what happened when they played the Niners, I'm not going to take that fully into say, like, that's just how they're going to look against any good team. But we know that they're going to have to score more than 21 points come playoff time. And um, hopefully if Coach Rousseau is getting it ready and getting it right, him and Aaron Rodgers will be on the same page, and, and that'll happen. But until then, we'll see. The Browns. The Browns, y'all. They, I don't got to root for them no more because they, they killed me. They, they didn't follow suit. They didn't win seven of their last eight. 
because they weren't supposed to lose this game <sighs> to the Cardinals. It was a, a baby shootout for a small moment, maybe. Kyler Murray looked really good. I guess, you know, you had to kind of show those round one, pick one, versus round one, pick one. You know the Oklahoma kids. You know, they both fiery, but two different types of fiery players. So it was, it was a good football game. Cardinals got it done. Nobody's giving Cliff Kingsbury uh, any love, but hey, man, they got four wins, much more expected than what they had. They didn't have what any wins last year. One win. Kyler Murray looks good. I think once he gets another offseason to draft more of the players he wants and be able to sign and inclement players into to fit that scheme and that air raid attack, I think the Cardinals will be a, a team to be reckoned with in the future. And I ain't gonna say near future, but you know, down the line, if if Kingberry puts it all together. Vikings demolished the Chargers 39 to 10. So mad I didn't start the Vikings in my fantasy. They defense scored like 20-something points. It was crazy. Uh it was a slider house. Phillip Rivers is definitely on his last leg. I'm pretty sure he got in his head the 40 number like Drew Brees and 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 uh Brady up there, you know, but I'm not sure if if <laughs> if Phil Body gonna make it to, to 40 and 43 years old to spin that ball around. What is he now? What 38? 39, somewhere in that in that range. I can't see him getting the 41 and 42 and still being a starting quarterback in this league. His The balls are fluttering. He's just too inconsistent. The arm's hot, and it's not. It's looking real bad. But um, I definitely know they got a lot of young talent around. So, you know, you get somebody in there. It's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. They're going to be in the, you know, mid to fir- early first part of that first round, maybe trade up or something. Or maybe they fall to you. You get the, the heir apparent to uh, Phillip Rivers. But uh, that that was a, a beat down. That was a, a real life beat down. And now some of the sad games, man. The Raiders lost to the Jaguars, man. All our all our teams lost. All the teams lost, man. And they all lost. So sad. Raiders let Gunner Minshew just drive down up the final drive and put it away. It was it was trash. It was trash, man. It was bad. I still think Derek Carr plays well. He's up and down. It's like, bro, he doesn't have a true number one receiver out there. He out there playing with Tyrell Williams, who was like a two or three in San Diego, man. The A.B. thing is what they were leaning on. A.B., like I said, shot him in the butt. And you see he's paying for it now. He's he's going on to start a rap career. But, man, it, it was sad, man. The Raiders took that L. It was horrible. I thought they were going to end the Coliseum on a good note. It felt that everybody that was at the pregame, my brother's a Cowboy fan, and he was at the Raiders tailgate. It was it didn't matter who you was. If you was in Oakland, you was close to the Coliseum, you definitely wanted to be a part of that. I wasn't around. I missed it. But it's definitely something I'm going to always remember the last game the Raiders played, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the town, man. Uh, shout out to the Vegas Raiders and their new endeavors. But, you know, the Raider, the Raider Nation always will and will reside right here in Oakland, California. Then uh, right on up the road, up in Santa Clara, the Falcons put a a game-winning drive together on the Niners. Controversial, maybe at the end with the Julio Jones touchdown. I'm not really sure about the rule, so I'm not even going to break it down. But, you know, I was talking to my cousin and a few of my homies, so we went back and forth about it. You know, the game's over right now, so it kind of doesn't matter. And nobody else is really bringing it up. So I'm not even going to talk about it to even give it any extra life. But, man, it, this was a bad week. That's why I ain't even getting in the stats and info like that. Because, man, we, we all lost, man. My Titans, we even took the L. 
to them darn Texans, man, 21 to 24. And man, that pick early that uh uh Willie Merciless got and he ran it down there and just kind of put us in the hole, man. And then DeAndre Hopkins got hot late. It was just bad. It was bad. And we needed that win. And now for us to even have a chance of making the playoffs, we definitely got to win both these games. I was tr- I'm truly, truly upset, man. We we definitely needed that win. We were at home. Now we got to try to go pull this off. And we got we got New Orleans here at the house right now coming up this week. So we got to win this one before I can even think about the Houston game to, to, to finish the season in Houston. Because if we don't win this game in New Orleans, then – the Houston game don't matter either way. We won't even be playing spoilers to them. You know what I'm saying? So we got to go one game at a time, and we got to handle New Orleans. I'll get into that next. We're going to take a quick little commercial break. I got some more ads coming out, man. I got some more uh, promotion. I'm going to be dropping more commercials, man. People supporting the po- uh, whew. People are supporting the podcast, so people are uh, trying to hook your boy up, man. So thank you to everybody who will be listening. I'm going to take a little short, quick commercial break. And I'll be back after these messages, even though it might not be none. Welcome back, beautiful people. The Bringing the Wood podcast. You already know, man, talking nothing but this good football sports talk. And this weekend, the NFL switched it up on us. They're giving us three games on Saturday. They cut us off on Thursday and opened up the Saturdays. It's all good. And we get three beautiful games, uh, starting with the Texans and Bucks. Texans 9-5, and five, taking on the 77 Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Obviously, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay all day because we need the Texans to lose and lose every game possible that they can on the rest of their schedule. I'm not going to get too far into that because it's a couple games I want to break down in this whole slew of week uh, weekend games. And uh, the first one will be the Bills at 10-4 and four, traveling to Foxborough to take on the 11-3 and three New England Patriots. Um, the Bills come into this game bringing in the uh, number two uh, defense in points allowed. The Patriots are first. Um, it's gonna be a real defensive game. I think the last score, the last time they played, was like 16, 13, or something low scoring like that. So I definitely think Josh Allen is going to have to not turn the ball over, which will keep them close in the game. Because I think he had like two turnovers, and that'll that'll do it. That's all you're gonna need against a team who don't score a lot of points anyway. The Patriots ain't giving up a lot of points at all. 12 points per game to be exact. They score 26 points per game, which is eighth in the league. Um, I think the Bills are going to have their work cut out for them. It's definitely a winnable game for the Bills. I'm taking the Bills to win this game. They win this game. They go they tie for first in the uh, AFC East. And um, it'll be a battle down the stretch. I know the Bills would love to have the Patriots traveling on the road in the playoffs and having to go to Foxborough if necessary. Um, the Bills come in with a better run game, 134 rushing yards a game. That's fifth in the league. Um, but like I said, New England's got a nasty defense. They only allow 288 yards a game. That's first in the whole league. Bills are third, a little bit over 310. Um, both defenses are stingy. They both take the ball away. Pages are first in turnover differential. The Bills are tenth. Um, the Bills front is nasty. That they, the defense, the whole Bills defense as a whole is nasty. I really like the secondary. Davius White and Stephon Gilmore might be the two best corners right now in the NFL. They're probably the only cornerbacks left who haven't given up a touchdown to a man that they're actually guarding. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a dogfight. But I think the Bills got what it takes to go up there and get it done. You know, I, I like I like the Bills' chances to go up there. It's not going to be easy. This is not no, you know. This is not going to be no cakewalk. It's definitely going to be hard for the Bills to win it, but it's winnable. The first thing they got to do is not turn the ball over. 
limit the chances Brady got because he's not making the most of the chances he got anyway. So if you give him more, a great player is just eventually going to make a play. But I, I think the Bills got what it takes. The run game has really been picking it up. Their run game is uh, it's picked up lately. It's fifth. So um, I think that run game is coming there. Try to establish a run. But if they can't get the run game going, it might get ugly. But that's definitely what the Bills got to do to uh, go into Foxborough in a hostile environment on a Saturday, nevertheless, Saturday afternoon to go get a win. But uh, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bills, definitely, because, you know, we don't really care for the Patriots in uh, this household. <laughs> but uh, good luck to the Bills and the Patriots this weekend. Next, we got the 8-6 and six Rams coming up to Santa Clara, take on the 11-3 and three Niners. This is another one of those big games I was talking about. I'm definitely going to get into a little bit. Um, last time they met, Niners put a throbbing on them. This is when the Niners was on that run of not letting quarterbacks go over 100 passing yards, which is freaking unheard of. They did like four games in a row. Jared Goff caught a stand of that. He was in there too. Threw the ball like 60 times and still only threw the ball too for like 98 yards, 100 yards even, or some crazy number like that. But this is a totally different Rams team. New defense. Offense that's now featuring Todd Gurley, which I figured they would do. Like I've been saying all year, they were saving them for the late. And I still think they're a little short. I think they unleashed it. They got Jalen Ramsey a little too late. They turned up Todd Gurley a little too late. And I think they're just going to be a little bit too far in the hole. But, uh, they, you know, the Niners come in here, one of the top defenses in the league, second in yards allowed, six in uh total six in total yards, 396 yards. They run the ball well, real, real well. Excuse me. The second in rush yards, 147 rushing yards. The middle of the pack, 250 yards passing. But the Rams got six best passing attack in the league with 287. But the Niners secondary, no no Sherman or no Jaquaski Tart. Well, they're saying Sherman might play. We know Tart's not going to play at all. They're saying Sherman's going to play. I want to say rest Sherman. Cause you're gonna, cause they're gonna need him. Cause I, I that's you know they're gonna need Sherman to, to in these playoffs. He's got the veteran wisdom, knowledge. He's got the playoff experience. He's gonna know how to get guys in order. So, ooh, excuse me. I kind of want to tell him to dally back and maybe not play him, but they feel like this is a big game and they gotta, you know, they gotta kind of keep the uh, Seahawks away from him because Russ and them, everybody's a game away. Two teams get a bye, not three, not four. So, I guess right now, as much as we may feel like these games don't matter because they're in the playoffs. Man, home field advantage is, a, is another thing. And that bye to give Sherman another week to get healthy would be a good thing too. Um, the Rams' defense has looked much better with the addition of Jalen Ramsey out there. Not even on front, it looks better. Aaron Donald's playing well. They're getting after the quarterback. Defense is only giving up uh, 21 points a game. That's 15th. The Niners only give up 18. That's 5th. Uh, they scored 23 points. Niners average of 29 points per game, which is second. I'm trying to figure out this, if I want to say it's a scenario where the Rams could win this game. I'm trying to think. I ain't going to say I'm trying to think of one. It's like they going to have to have a balanced attack. You ain't going to be able to just do one or the other to beat the Niners. You're going to not in this game for the Rams. You're not going to be able to just feed Todd Gurley or you're not going to be able to just air it out. You're going to definitely need that balanced attack because that's what makes them work with that play action. But I don't know if I don't I don't I don't know, man. The Niners are just they especially after, you know, coming off a loss. I told you great teams don't lose two games in a row and the Niners are definitely a great team. 
I say Rams definitely look better over the last three weeks. But um, I definitely think the Niners are going to get this done in Santa Clara. I ain't going to say easy, but but it should be, you know, eight point, nine point victory for the Niners. Now we can get into some of these games during the week. Uh, we got, obviously, we got the Bengals, one in third, since the Cleveland Bengals at one in 13, traveling to Miami to take on the 311 Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins in that game. Uh, Bengals are just a bad team. They did show a little spunk in that first like quarter and a half versus the Patriots, which is probably something they're going to uh, build off of. So, um, you know, but uh, I like I like what Brian Flores is doing over there with the Dolphins. And I think the guys who stayed around, I think I said this last week, the guys who stayed around and are, you know, going through the trenches with him and through this, you know, rebuilding process, see that he's really here for the team. He's got a lot of passion and fire. And um, I think he can be one of the more successful coaches because the guys buy in, the few guys that are around. So good luck to the Dolphins and Bengals, obviously. But I'm taking the Dolphins to go ahead and get a win. And they're going to be at home. Redskins, Giants, they both three and eleven. The Giants are traveling to DC. Um, I didn't pick anybody for this game. This is definitely a pick 'em game. It's a toss up for me. I, I didn't pick one for this one. It's my show. Like I always tell y'all, I can do what I want. I definitely didn't pick one. Um, I like the way Dwayne Haskins looked last week versus the Eagles. I think if they can throw the ball like that, they'll beat the Giants because the Giants secondary is very, very bad. And the losing Janoris Jenkins is only going to get worse. So I definitely think that if Dwayne Haskins and, and the receivers are on point like that, then they the Redskins could get this game. But if the Giants feed Saquon Barkley like they did last week, the Giants could win this game. So it's really a pick em for me. I can't call it battle with the rookie quarterbacks. And you know Haskins wanted to be drafted by the Giants. So, you know, it's like it's just a bunch of little teetering points to make the game go anyway, even though it's like a non-good game. But, you know, it's just one of those games that will be interesting to watch. You got the 5-9 and nine Jags traveling to Atlanta to take on the 5-9 and nine Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons in this one. Uh, Falcons got some momentum. We know the Falcons can score points. It's just sometimes their defense can't stop anybody else from scoring points. We've seen them go up and put 30 and 40 on the Saints and the, and the Panthers. Now we just seen them come back and beat the Niners. So we know they can score points, put up 29 on the Niners. So I, I don't know. I think it's the defense not being fully healthy. This Keanu Nils finna miss two years in a row. Uh, Deion Jones, the middle backers, only probably played half this season. He only played half of last season. So I just think a lot of their core players, Trufant, you know what I'm saying, Oliver, the other corner, I think a lot of these guys just took a lot of injury. The injury bug has kind of hurt hurt the Falcons over the last two years, but they definitely get a home win at the Benz Dome against the Jags and Gunner Minshew. Uh, five and nine Panthers travel to Indianapolis to play the six and eight Colts. I got the Panthers in this one. They're going to start uh, real ooh, Will Greer. That's almost a baby tongue twister. Will Greer, the uh, rookie quarterback from West Virginia. They took in the third round pick. All your options are on the table right now, so that's why they're going to play him. It's like, hey, we seen Cal Allen. He showed flashes. Bam. We know what Cam can do. He's on the shelf, but it's Cam. Bam. Let's see if his rookie got any upside. And then there, whoever the new coach is going to have a nice little film on three quarterbacks. Pick your poison. Either take one of these three or give it of them all and come new. But I think that's why they're going to play Will Gritty's last couple games so that the next coach that come in, he can have a, have some video on three quarterbacks and he can know what he wants to do to build this team in his in his sight, whatever coach that may be um, this offseason. The coach, same thing. 
Um, I think they're going to give Jacoby Brissett one more season so he can get that full year of training. But um, I think if he doesn't perform next year, but anything's possible, they could let go of him this year, but I'm thinking they'll give him one more with a healthy, full, healthy team and um, let him try and earn that job one more time, man, because he showed some some upside in the beginning of the season for the first four weeks, five weeks. He was leading the league in passing touchdowns, so he definitely showed he can uh, make plays in this league and win games. But um, I think their defense has to get better and in the run game and uh, some more targets out there for him because Ebron and, and T.Y. ain't going to cut it just as, as just their own entities. Brissett's going to need more help. He doesn't have that Andrew Luck, you know what I'm saying, background that's going. But I definitely think the Panthers get a win on the road. The Ravens at 11-2 and two, travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. I'm taking the Ravens. Cleveland did beat the, did beat the Ravens earlier with one on one of their two losses. Uh, the Browns do show up against a lot of good teams. They have a, they have a bunch of talent. I just really think they're the worst coach team in the NFL. And um, it's understandable. It is what it is, you know. But I think they're going to try to fix it, turn that thing around. I really think this will be the uh, end for uh, Coach Kitchens. He had a good little stint. I think somebody will let him be a quarterback coach or a coordinator somewhere in the future. But I think his head coaching uh, job might be over. Unless he – turns around and wins two beats the Ravens twice this year. And you'd be like, well, you beat the Ravens twice and nobody could beat the Ravens. Then, you know, you might get talked in the stand, but nah, I can't see that happening. It's been too dysfunctional over there. And nobody's a leader. Jarvis Landry's the closest thing you got to a leader, but he's more of a silent leader than he actually is. Just like a rah, rah, all in your face type of guy. So I just think it's a lot going on in the Browns locker room and, they need an offseason to fix it up because I think the talent's there, and I even think the talent wants to be there. That's what makes it great like and crazy. Like The talent wants to be in Cleveland. You got people who are happy playing for the Browns and want to produce for you guys, and yet you guys still can't get it right. I guess just dogs just going to eat. Dogs got to eat, huh? Dogs be dogs. <laughs> uh, we got the 8-6 and six Steelers traveling to New York to take on the 5-8 and eight Jets. I'm taking the Jets because I need the Steelers to lose because they hold that wild card spot away from us. And they're the closest thing we got to that wild card spot. So I'm hoping for the Jets. Hopefully, uh, Doug Hodges have a little more bad luck, a little rookie wall or something. And he uh, give a couple picks to the Jets and they get a little lucky win off some turnovers or something crazy. <laughs> you got the Lions 3-10-1. and one. Taking on the Broncos, 5-9. and nine. Broncos at home. I'm taking the Broncos at home. I think Drew Locke is going to uh, light these guys up. I think Drew Locke's a really good quarterback. Uh, he showed a little bit of promise. I think they're going to give him a chance. He's still going to – he got two more games to prove he can really play in the league. He showed, though, three games he can play. The Chiefs game was bad. It was real snowy. You know, I, I give him a little pass. But he's looked good in two out of three games. So, so far, so good. I think you at least got to give him another chance. You took him in the second round, at least give him next season to spin it. You know, then you judge him from there accordingly. Um, Raiders travel to L.A., 6-8 and eight to take on the 5-9 and nine Chargers down there in SoCal. I'm taking the Raiders in this game, man. They got to bounce back after that game. The Chargers, like I said, are a really bad team. <clears throat> the Raiders' secondary is bad. The Chargers' receiving core is good, so that's where – you know, the, the mesh happens where that's where the game can go either way. But the Raiders front, Crosby, Crosby to me, played better than, than Cleveland Farrell. Crosby is, is a lot. He plays with his hair on fire. The kid's a monster. I really like him. I like his motor. I like his energy. He helps out the front. I think him, man, if if uh, Farrell gets, just gets his motor going, gets his NFL legs under him, gets a little stronger at the point of attack, 
think they'll be a, a force to be dealing with with at least pass rushers uh, coming out of their division. But um, I think the Raiders go on the road and get a good win, bounce back win. I think the Raiders are going to finish this season 8-8, eight and eight, and it'll be high hopes going into Vegas next year. That's just my predictions, and I'm not even sure who they really play. But um, I just I, I like the Raiders. I like what Mike Mayock has got going over there. I like what Gruden's got going I like I, I just like what they got going over there in, in the Bay Area, man. And that ain't being no Bay Area homer, because like I said, I'm a Titan fan. But I do like I've been always been a fan of Mike Mayock. I love draft talk. I love college football. So the that like that was just a good thing to me. And uh, it showed. And I think a lot of more uh, draft analysts might start getting GM jobs if Mike Mayock hit again in this draft. You seen they uh, the Jets had interviewed Todd McShay for a little bit to see, but. He um he he didn't like the way the numbers looked. <laughs> you got the Cardinals four nine and one traveling up to the Seattle to take the Seahawks on at eleven and three. Uh, Seahawks are still right on the Niners' heel for first place. I think they're all tied up with that loss with the uh, Falcons. And Seahawks might be in first because they hold the head to head win. Um, I got the Seahawks winning this game. Too much. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Too much Russell Wilson. Too much danger, Russ. Chris Carson's trying to get his uh, running legs under. DK Metcalf's getting better and better every week. Um, Who else they got out there? The tight ends, Will Disley and those guys. Uh, no Rashard Penny. I think that's going to definitely hurt them because I definitely think the two-head back with Chris Carson is good. He can carry the ball 20, 23 times, but he works better when he can get that spell. But uh, I think they're going to CJ Procise back. So I think CJ Procise, CJ Procise, he's a decent running back. He can spell him, especially in the passing downs. He's a pretty good pass blocker and he's a good pass catcher out the field. Uh, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. That's one of the, another, probably the biggest game of the weekend or one of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dallas is fifth in the league in points per game with 27 points per game. Uh but Philly is 23 points, which is 12, which isn't that bad. Dallas is first in uh, total yards. Um, and the Eagles are 20, 20, what is that? 22nd in turnover differential and negative six. So they don't really take the ball away. The Cowboys, man, their offense is really explosive. When they click in, they click in, man. You got receivers, you got backs, you got tight end, you got the quarterback, you got offensive line. Like they got complete team when they clicking on all cylinders if you look at their team numbers they first in total yards third in passing yards six in rushing yards ninth in yards allowed we're talking defense now they 12th in points allowed like they got a great just all-around team i they just some weeks don't put it together and uh i think they got the upper hand versus philly like i said carson wentz has been playing extremely well as of late so you know, I don't know which Carson Wentz they're going to get. If you going to get that first half Carson Wentz or you're going to get that second half Carson Wentz. Only time will tell. We will find out soon enough. But um, I didn't pick a winner for this game either. But I, I want I, – but I'm because I didn't take one for the other game, for the Giants-Redskins game, I'm going to take one. And I, I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road. I think they're going to run the ball extremely well. I think – they gotta feed Zeke, bro. Like, even when it's slow, even if he get 10 carries, 
not in a row, but if he get 10 carries in a little span of two to three series and it don't look good, don't stop feeding Zeke. You got to feed the beast. It'll it's just how it catches fire. It's a it's a workhorse work. They go, he going to get better with age. You got to feed him. And I think if they feed him, it feeds on the play action and that can open it up. Um, I know Philly's good. Philly needs a win. But with that, no receiving core. I'm not sure how that's going to hold up against Dallas defense. Dallas, Dallas has a really good defense. It's just, you know, like I said, they've been up and down this year, so you can't really tell. But if you look at the numbers on the paper, they're talented. But I know paper only means so much. So I understand, but I'm still taking the Cowboys on the road to get a big win, a big victory. Oh, excuse myself, a big victory. Sunday night uh, is Chiefs at Bears. Chiefs 10-4, Bears 7-7. Um, I like the Bears' defense, pass rush wise, front seven wise, but that secondary is not ready for what about to walk in the Soldier Field. Patrick Mahomes and them boys are a light show waiting to happen. They're 30 points waiting to happen, and uh, they're going to dominate the Bears um, probably from start to finish. Um, Trubisky needs to go back to the Trubisky and Nagy need to go back to the drawing board as coaching head coach and get on the same page and try again next season. Because what we seen last year and what we seen this year are literally two different teams. Same defense, same offense. Minus Jordan Howard. Is that the biggest piece missing? Is that extra thump of a running game? Or maybe Matt Nagy just tried to get too creative with the play calling and you know what I'm saying? It happens. But uh, it could be it could be a uh, uh, numerous of things that could have happened. But um I definitely got the Chiefs winning. Ten plus points for sure. Maybe I maybe even go all the way to twelve. Make it too easy to score a game. Um, my Titans, we got us a big one on our hands. We we got the Saints, man. Saints eleven and three. Two Breeze just came off breaking records on fools. <laughs> now you get to come on to Nashville and see about my Titans. New Orleans offense fifth in the league in points per game. Um. Uh, Man, eighth in passing yards, tenth in total yards, and they defense takes the ball away. They fourth in turnover differential, eleventh in yards allowed. We got a pretty good defense. We're we're eighth in uh, points allowed on defense. We're eleventh in points per game, and that's because these last like six since Tannehill's been our quarterback, our points have went up. But I definitely think it's going to take us. We're going to need at least anywhere from twenty four to twenty seven points to win this game. And that's what our defense playing well, too. With a well-played defense and our offense playing as best as we can against a great team, we're going to need, yeah, 24 to 27 points, you know what I'm saying, to 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 go in, to, to seal a win, a big win versus a, a great team, versus a Super Bowl potential team, and just to prove ourselves more as why we deserve to be in these playoffs. Because if we lose this game, we done. Ain't no give back. We come in there with the eighth rushing attack, 130 yards a game, 17th in passing. Knife and turnover differential. So we, we, we're pretty decent defense too, but we're 20th in yards allowed because we bend but don't break. We give up a lot of yards and we'll get you in the red zone and you'll kick a field goal. So I know why we give up a lot of yards. Passing yards, 17th. Total yards, we 14th. The Saints are 10th in total yards. I don't want this to be a shootout. I don't think we have enough weapons to be in a shootout with the New Orleans Saints. I love A.J. Brown. I'm low-key thinking he might take rookie of the year from Josh Jacobs if he continues. If he gets over 1,000, maybe 1,100 yards with 10 touchdowns, 
he might he might take that from you, Josh. And I, I like Josh Jacobs, but especially being hurt, that kind of slows him down. But I think my Titans can win this game. Like I said, we gotta gotta slow the game down, keep Drew Brees to the least amount of attempts as possible, because they can score in the snap of a finger. So we definitely want to keep the drives down to as minimal as possible. You know what I'm saying? Maybe two drives per quarter per each team. And maybe if we do it right, we get a drive, they get a drive, and the, the quarter is over. You know, we want this to be a long, slow game. Like I said, we want to keep it anywhere from 24 to 27 points, and we can go get us a victory on Sunday Sunday morning. And the capper of all is Monday night. Like I said, right along with this Cowboys-Eagles game as the biggest games is this Packers-Vikings game. Packers 11-3, traveling to Minnesota to take on the 10-4 Vikings. Winner of this game gets first place in the division. Also, Packers could seal this thing up with a win, though, because they would have swept the Vikings this year. I got the Packers, but I'm taking the Packers because they saying it's supposed to be no Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's a game-time decision, and so is Adam Thielen. So I think um, – I think – that they're going to need both those, definitely going to need both of those players to win the game. I just won't, because the Packers aren't no pushover team, especially on defense. The offense, they're still trying to find their wings and, and figure out what's the balance between running pass between Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. But their defense is nice. They come to play, they're physical. And with no Dalvin Cook and even the rookie Matson, he's um, nicked up with his shoulder. So you're talking an injured rookie, no Dalvin Cook, no Thielen. Man, uh, I, that's going that's a that's a hard that's a hard task to tell the Vikings to do and try to win a game like that. And it's on Monday night. It's gonna be big. But I definitely got the Packers winning this one. I think it'll be a good game. Kirk Cousins is definitely ever since they ever since Thielen and, and, and Diggs was about to cut on him and about to shake, he's definitely raised his game up and stepped it up to another level. And he's been playing very, very well for the Vikings. Like I said, it's it's only a winnable game if they barely at the very, very least they need Dalvin Cook. Maybe with Dalvin Cook and those guys, you can do it. No Cook and no Thielen, no chance, not even close. And um, yeah, that's that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the Packers on the road. Vikings, too many injuries. Packers lock up that division, lock up the uh, NFC North, and that'll be that. And those are the games for the week, people. And again, like I said, game start on Saturday. They got rid of the Thursday game. First game is Saturday at 10 in the morning. Texans, Bucks. I need everybody that ain't a Texan fan of rooting for the Buccaneers for your kid. And everybody that watched the podcast and love D. Wood and support D. Wood, I need y'all up rooting for the Bucks with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's the first game, 10 in the morning, Texans, Bucks. Then at 1.30, Bills, Patriots, and the Niners, I want to say at three-something, five? They finish it off with Rams and Niners. Those are the Saturday games, big games coming up. I gave y'all all my, my biggest games I felt like was the biggest games of the week. Tennessee, New Orleans, Dallas, Philly, Green Bay, Minnesota, uh, New England, and Buffalo, and Niners, Rams. Those are the biggest games of the weekends. In my opinion, those are the games I'll have on my computer, on my phone, on my Xbox, and on the regular TV because I'm tuned in, because I want to be able to give you all this content. Again, I thank everybody who tuned in and listen to this podcast on a weekly basis. I got more stuff coming up. 
Um, like I said, man, next week I'll probably have some more advertising, more sponsors from people supporting and people actually listening to the podcast and people taking notice. So they want to support me and they support me and what I do. So I got to thank y'all because I wouldn't be able to do it without y'all listening to this. So again, I always got to thank y'all already know. Follow me on everything. Get to download the Anchor app. Listen to it on the Anchor app or Spotify or any streaming platform. Your boy is moving up in the world. Got bigger things coming. I'm about to start my YouTube cooking channel, man. Y'all going to see me whipping in the kitchen, cooking all type of meals. You'll be able to cook these meals. Real simple recipes, you know what I'm saying, with a little flavor of love from Chef Boy R.D. Wood. And um, we got a, a podcast coming with me and my boys. Probably not a podcast, probably more of like a YouTube YouTube podcast where me and my boys gonna sit around and uh, shoot the breeze. I ain't gonna give y'all no names yet. I don't need nobody stealing our names yet. But um, just be on the lookout. We got big things coming out of Camper Chronicle Productions. Again, if y'all got any music that I could post and put for my commercials, for my intro, for my outro, see this time while I'm talking, I could have a little bit of whoever the next local artist is playing in my background. Somebody might hear y'all put y'all on. Y'all know who y'all is. Y'all might know somebody, even if it's the instrumental, man. Somebody might want the instrumental. Holla at your boy. I got y'all. I could hook y'all up. Y'all could hook me up. Let's help each other. Y'all already know y'all got any questions. Y'all know where to reach me. Holla at your boy. Happy fuck work Friday. Happy football Friday for the people who like college football. College bowl season kicking off. Charlotte and Buffalo just got finished playing. Couple more games kick off tonight, Saturday, and on through the week. Up until the big college football game, playoff games on the 28th. I love everybody. Again, happy fuck work Friday. Y'all already know if y'all at work, on your way to work, leaving work, you already know do the least amount of work possible on this good Friday and make sure I have a drink. And to everybody out there, you already know, I am D Wood. I just brought the wood. Have a nice day.